Hello. I have a question before we get into anything. Is yeah. is a Friday at two o'clock too early to drink during a pa- <laughs> wait during a pandemic? Now maybe a non-pandemic day would be different. Yes. I feel like I deserve it because my children so have been killing me softly. But it's, it's got to be okay. My like the intake of like people I know of alcohol is so serious. And it's like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I mean, I'll go back to work, so I won't be drinking during the day anymore. But it's a real thing. And no, I think Fridays are always acceptable, especially if the sun's out. <laughs> Agreed. When like it got really... Song. it got It's a country song. When it got really nice out, uh, it was like Tuesday or whatever, and it was really like 70 degrees here. Uh, everyone was day drinking, and I'm like, what is happening? And they're like, the sun is out. Changes yep. the game. Changes the That's game. That's it. That's all we needed. And to be quite honest with you, um, I feel like it's an essential. So no everybody, kidding. everybody knows it's essential, not just me. Everybody knows. I mean, at the end of the day, there's something about like commemorating. I don't know what the word is over a drink. Yeah. All right. Speaking of, uh, yeah, commiserating over a nice refreshment of sorts. We thought today's topic would be communication. One of the things that's really come up because of remote learning. Not that we don't know that communication is one of the most essential things in life, but really one of the things that has presented itself as a challenge is just maintaining effective communication while rolling out this remote learning. Communication of families, communication between staff and colleagues. This is go time, so we're hiring and firing, making changes right now to staffing. So how do you do it? Those are things I totally forgot about. How do you do it uh, effectively? and maintain the integrity of of communication i mean you are right you reminded me this is the hot time to be in education because you have to be able to go to somebody's room or somebody's office and see their face and say hey so the best thing for our kids or the best thing for the school is and i want and it's so much better when you're you're with a person because then you can just have maybe like more empathy what what would even be the word what oh my god i do not envy anyone who has to have a hard conversation with a person over an app over zoom, <laughs> over zoom. hey barb just to let you know uh you're moving to custodial engineer right now so just take yeah. some time and digest that all right now and then like your like audio's messed up or whatever and then they're like excuse me what i missed what did you say yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm making that up. I'm just envisioning in my head trying to have these like Zoom or whatever app you're using, like whatever conversation sucks. So, so yeah, it's a good thing to talk about. Well, and it's so funny because we know that 93% of communication is nonverbal. Your body language, your facial expression, your tone, right? So like if, if 93% is nonverbal, then like 55% is your body language and 38% is the tone of your voice. So... Put that now into conversations are have, having to be made primarily via sketchy Zoom meetings okay. or via email. It just it's really going to impact the way we we interact as a staff and that community that you build as a staff. Right, that you've worked so hard this whole year to create. Oh man. Right, and then like you got to worry about. This is the time we kind of we reflect on where we want to go for the upcoming school year. So you want really clear, cohesive messages, and you're giving those via video feeds, right? Well, what sucks, that's so funny because something about collecting inventory, right, end of the year, 
somebody I know was like, oh, they were wondering if I had my, you know, student ID, they're, the books I gave out, and I'm like, man, they're, they're going to change things for next year. Like, hey, in case we have another epidemic, pandemic next year, make sure you have all of your files on this drive so administration can access it. But it seems like we are going to start ideas for next year that are based on this pandemic. When it just seems like that really it goes away from the focus on what's best for the kids, which we'd be able to focus on if we were together, right? So that communication of it, I mean, it stresses me out thinking about Well, the reintegration back into the school system after having this volume of time off, I don't think we know what hurdles we're going to face. But now more than ever, teams, schools, communities have to effectively work with one another. I mean, we see it at a global level. When you look at governments communicating with one another across the world, you look at our federal government communicating with our state governments and cities and counties, like it boils all the way down. And that's the same thing in a school system. So we're going to have to effectively figure out, like, what does our community need? And I don't think we know yet. And I don't think we know what, what we don't know, you know, to sound to sound cheesy. But yeah, so now, now no, is going to be... You want to live in the moment because you're still teaching your kids. You're still, you know, delivering curriculum. But really, you're like, I still got to have one step forward. Like you do if you were in the classroom. You're like, I was still thinking about next year. Yeah. And you think about, too, like the quality of the apps that we're using to communicate. Like you and I trying to <laughs> do this via... Via right FaceTime. Now, right now. Trouble. <laughs> it makes it makes communication really choppy. So then messages don't get delivered effectively. And when we don't really understand what someone's say like saying to us, or we don't have like the opportunities to use good listening strategies, you know, we rely on our schema. We rely on what we know of that person, what we think about that person. We start hypothesizing hidden agendas. Like your mind just kind of has to make a story because it has to make sense of it. So when we don't have really clear communication on a consistent schedule that's clear and concise, you're going to make the shit up. If you don't if you don't know what someone's saying, you're going to, I know, I know him, I know his angle, or I know her angle, or I know that whatever, whatever. And people are distracted right now, right? We're distracted with the children in our homes or people we're taking care of or whatever. We're distracted. So we're not even really able to give our full attention to an already like, okay, so-and-so, turn on your camera, turn off your audio. Like, this is shaky. Oh, I missed what you said. So this is going to be... This is going to be a hurdle to cross. An insane hurdle. And I think that's so interesting, too. Hopefully people are self-reflecting on the story they're creating in their mind, right? So, like, there's a learning opportunity for everyone here. Like, I want to create the story in my mind that is going to push us forward to our purpose, right? Not bury me in my own home, in my room, where I, or, you know, my house where I can shelter myself and be like, I knew they were never for our plan. And they're just over there sabotaging it. You know, hopefully everybody can self-reflect, not go backwards, well, initially, it was um, an in-the-moment communication. It was like, all right, go time. We've got to make sure kids are getting fed. We've got to make sure, you know, kids have the technology they need, resources. So um, there was a collective movement towards delivering some form of academics. And I don't, I'm not saying that's not happening. But once we get comfortable with yep. delivering our remote learning lesson plans or whatever, our minds are going to have a little time to rest. And we are going to start being able to think about the upcoming school year and what that means for us. And that's where we need we need communication more than ever. Yeah. So yeah, people are getting their 
to, I think teachers are starting to be like, okay, this is my new reality. And so I, yeah, I would challenge teachers to think of the next step then. Yeah. You know, don't become complacent where they're at like, oh, thank God. Okay. I can catch a breath. No, keep pushing like we would if we were in the room and we keep planning. And really, to be honest, I think that that what we are going to mourn or we're going to feel the impact of, and it sounds stupid, especially if you're a more introverted or, you know, more introverted person, is the opportunities for spontaneous interactions that build relationships. So... You mean like the only things I remember? Yeah. Probably. Like the that time in the hallway where I saw this or and then we connected and then we wouldn't have connected if... You mean what makes a building a building? <laughs> what makes a community a community? Yeah. Oh. You know, because to be honest with you, if you think about the people that you've stayed in contact with since we've been quarantined, are your couple go-to colleagues that you really trust, but you're not bumping into teachers in the hall, oh my gosh, you you lost your dad last week, or, you know, oh, your child had a birthday, and those little things that you just don't get to live day to day, it's... I don't know. I don't know what the impact of that will be, but I know that how valuable it is. So its absence will be felt somehow, somewhere. I think that's what will make people want to come back. My husband and I joke. He's like, "Man, I hope I want to like go back to commuting after this." You know, I mean, I think he looks obviously, you know, nice to get out, especially in the summer. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, but that's that's what will make people want to come back to school. Kids yeah. too, I think. Well, yeah. Is that community feel? Because that's what drives it. Teaching yeah. remotely is, like, hardly any fun. You don't get to see the kids. You don't get to even interact with them on a different level. And I I don't want to be a pessimist, but I do think that reintegrating back to our old way of life, if you will, is going to present some unique challenges. And even getting prepared for that while we're still in this situation is difficult because you're not having face-to-face conversations. You're not having those spontaneous interactions. So when stuff gets stressful, and it will, it will start to, pressure will start to mount on us as we, as we prepare. So are you saying prepare to go back to quote normal? Yeah. Even if it's the beginning of, which I am to assume now, it's going to be the beginning of next school year. There's going to be a lot of shuffling. There's going to be a lot of things that have to get done. And without the humanity piece behind it, those interactions behind it, people are going to be naturally less, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know, predicting, they're going to be less empathetic and sympathetic towards their colleagues because they're just going to be straight out stressed and overwhelmed. I don't know. Or it's going to be beautiful because everybody just wants to get back to teaching, wants to get back to a community, and they're going to say, you know, fuck it, I don't care. I'm just happy to be back. I don't know. Okay, and I think it's going to be that. I hope so. <laughs> I, I do agree with you, Bill, that there are things that we're, we can't even fathom will take place because the new norm will be the new norm. But, no, I think we're going to get back to, I'm so excited we're here. We had a great for like a day. I also refuse to believe. I know. I also just refuse to believe like that this will last a long time. <laughs> You're in doubt. I'm going to Dave Matthews in June. Okay. Oh, good luck, girlfriend. I don't want to be the rain on your parade, but I'm telling you what, concerts are not going to be a thing anytime soon. Oh my gosh. I hope well, I'm wrong. In that case, people I'm sh- will be pissed they're back at school, though. No? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a virtual concert you can attend. Um, No, I just think that we all need to assume as if 
everyone is struggling. I think that as we try to get things situated now and prepare everything, like you already have shitty communication and it's not by anyone's fault. If, if communication in your school was already a struggle, this is going to be a big deal. Yeah. But if you already have kind of shoddy communication or just okay communication, preparing for the upcoming school year is going to be very strenuous. And that's okay. That's to be expected, but we're all going to have to give each other a little grace moving forward and assume as if everyone is struggling. Just assume as if. Assume as if, Laura, everyone is having a glass of something at 2.30 on a Friday. Assume as if, because they need it. Yep. Well, and that's what will connect us when we come back, because we will have missed all those in those spontaneous interactions, and then we'll be like, hey, on Friday afternoon, did you usually crack open your bottle? And you're like, yeah! Holy shit, we were in it together, we didn't know! And now we're doing this. Yeah. But I think that assuming as if also creates that empathy that you it's hard to create over screens. We're doing so the it's best. It's very we, good to remember that. We're doing the best we can with email or I'm sorry, Zoom. But I will tell you my email has never looked more full because Really? I don't know, and it's not a bad thing. I get it. Over emailing? What is it? Yeah, what's Um, I don't think people are over emailing. It's just you can't have a face to face conversation. So, so what do you those get? little nuances that you would have understood. Or just said, or Hey understood. in the hallway like, yo, what are your thoughts? You got an email, which is fine. I get, I get you it. You have to do it, yeah. But you're talking to someone who's like, I have attentional issues, man. So when I see a large inbox, I'm like, ugh. I struggle. It's a personal thing. That's a personal. That's a no, me you, issue. I was going to say, you're going to have to manage this. You're going to have to be like, okay, this is a new type of system I need to learn. You know? Click, click, answer, not yet. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. It's rough. Yeah. There's a, and, okay, forget that. You also have parent overload. So you're completely overwhelmed with the amount of information coming from your own children's school, or if you're trying to do different things with their learning, you're on information overload with with that portion of your life. And then there's the school piece. So put it together and you just feel like every form of communication is coming from this freaking box. You're not a person. You're down to it, yep. And it's like I'm constantly either on my work email or submitting my kids' school crap or looking up stuff. And it's just, yeah, it becomes noise. A whole new level of exhaustion. I never thought print could become noise. And that's that's what I'm feeling is like mental noise. Like my head hurt and I haven't had a conversation face-to-face <laughs> with another human being in a month. Has it been a month? I don't even know. It's... No, oh, yeah, it's been a month because we joked. We're like, we're going to become rad 2.0. We're going to do this for the last part of the COVID quarantine. And Maz was like, well, we've been there for like 30 days now. So we're going to He's going to keep talking. I'm like, I know. I just. Uh... <laughs> so, I mean, we're trying as a, we are trying to build more uh, processes and procedures to make email communication more um, concise and efficient. So having systems that will collect information, questions, whatever, and then follow up at one particular day and time so that it's not constantly a go, go, go. But and you got to figure but that kind of is like what we were talking about before is you're focusing on creating a system that's going to benefit when really you might not even use that next year. Right. Well, I talked to a teacher today and she said, I am really good at setting boundaries with my parents, you know, my families. These are the times I'm available to speak. This is, and the pandemic has thrown everything out the window that it's a, you know, 
it's really hard now to say you can't text me or call me at these certain times because you're trying to be empathetic to families. So not only are teachers navigating the communication between staff trying to figure out what the hell they're doing and their own potential children if they have kids, their families that they're trying to support and their students are are reaching out like crazy too. So they're just getting it from every population and facet of their life. And I think that's why when people talk about mental health during this time, that alone time where you can shut it all off is more crucial than ever. Because if you are working from home, regardless of your occupation, you are really getting inundated with information and communication. Yes. That's not, I don't know, it's not as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fulfilling, you know? To have a Zoom with a colleague that you really care about is not as fulfilling as it is to sit in the same room and just be together. And, like, physical touch. Like, I would, like, grab the shoulder or hug them. Oh, it's just so different. Well, even communication with yourself, then, like, in order to survive this, turn out that noise. What are you allowing in during those quiet times? This is a really hairy time. This is crazy. Which is why we have to we have to offer each other oh. grace and compassion. You know, we we have to be compassionate with Every ourselves day. and each other. I feel like I've grown a heart a little bit. I didn't have a very big heart. I had like a, a little. <laughs> I had like a little one. That's why I like. Wait, so it grew during this period of time. I feel like it, it's grown a little bit. On. Oh my god, I love it. A little bit, not a whole size. Maybe a half, quarter. Because you feel for your colleagues like a little bit more, you're saying? Or humans? Like, humans like, in general, which my colleagues are humans, so that's helpful because yes. I feel for them. I feel for everybody. Even I feel, you know what's funny? I feel stressed for moms and dads who are trapped in their house with kids, but I also feel stressed for people who are trapped alone. And I know that my parents would give yeah. anything to rewind the clock to be trapped with us, even though it would be completely stressful. But to have that noise in their house because the silence is killing them. So trying yes. to really appreciate that this is this is creating a different form of hurt for everyone. And everyone's going to have their yep. own aha moments and they're going to have their own growth that comes out of this. But it's it's providing unique challenges to everyone. And the only thing we have in common is that we're all struggling in our own way. Yep. So, and that's okay. It is what it is. We're going to get through it, but continue to work at it every day. And assuming as if you can lend a hand to someone who is struggling. Lend yeah. a signal. Should I say signal? Yeah. A viral e-support yeah. to everyone. I don't know, but moving forward, I think uh, what we want to do is is uh, Monday, but by the time it gets out to people, what we want to do is by next week, we're going to start bringing on some teachers and getting everybody's perspective. Not that we're not so fantastic to listen to, but having some other voices to Yeah, getting out there. Us. I want to know collectively, it'll be interesting to see how we evolve from this because I do think we will evolve. Good things will come if we find them. Just yep. uh, focus. You gotta focus. And I think focusing on each other, we're taking one day at a time. What is the goal? How do we stay student centered and not box ourselves back into our own little hole? And I think your everybody's gonna come out pretty positive once we get there. We just gotta get there. I think you hit it on the nose when you said student centered because if we can focus on our kiddos that are yep. struggling with this transition back, I think that yeah. will keep us. That'll keep us united. That'll because keep us working. Like, yeah, oh my gosh! I mean everything. That's the point. Send that out. Tell everybody. What did you think about today that was student-centered? <laughs> it's so, you know, I mean, our kids even responding to teachers right now. I know some people have, like, let's say out of a class of 30, you know, 10 kids turning assignments in, right? So you check attendance, you're like, man. And you want to reach out. You want to connect. You talk to them all the time. But ooh. I think it's twofold. From what I glean, we're gradually seeing participation decline. That's to be expected. Okay. Yep. 
Um, so initially it was a real good turnout and then it's eased up. And I think part of that is probably parents initially were fighting kids to say, get going on your stuff and get it done. And now either don't want to deal with the struggle or are dealing with their own things. So we are seeing yes. a gradual across the board, a gradual decline in participation on remote learning. However, uh-huh. however, I do think if we can't, there's going to be like this double, this battle we fight within ourselves. One is the battle of the vast amount of time it's taking me to prepare these lessons, get them out, communicate with families and not getting yeah. anything from it from a, a big enough population is going to affect me as the adult and piss me off. And then the other part of it, though, is of the, say, 50 to 70% of kids that did it, thank God you were there. And it's training your focus to even if it is the 40% or 50% of my kids that are benefiting from our connection, the learning that I'm putting out. Like, it's worth it's worth that. If I'm a middle school teacher that sees 150 kids, if 75 of them are getting something, of course I want those 75 kids to have that. You're not going to throw the towel in. I think that's a good reminder, too. Sometimes I always felt like when I was in the classroom, I would focus on, I mean, obviously less numbers when you're in person. I would focus on that small group that I wasn't connecting with, or which you should to an extent. But then it's like you also need to take ownership and, like, thrive on the engagement, the connection you did make, and then continue to strive with that that outlier group, let's call them. But that's especially important. Where your focus goes, you know, will determine your quality of life. It will determine the quality of your interactions. It'll determine what you put your energy into. So if we focus on the kids that are thriving right now via remote learning and continue to do our part to check in on the others so that they know we're not giving up on them, it's the best we can do. And then forgive ourselves. Forgive ourselves for being frustrated. Forgive ourselves for saying, you know what, fuck this, it's not worth it. Like those are honest flashes that come through your mind and those are okay. Uh, It's to be expected at a time like this. But when we can gather our thoughts and put our hearts into those that are showing up, we show up for them. And it's going to be an easier transition back because you'll have that positive thought in your head. And knowing that all kids are presented with a different home life right now. So assume that, yeah, assume that they're struggling. Oh my gosh. Assume that they're we struggling. We were taking a walk and I'm like, man, you really feel for some of the kids, you know? Every now and again. Wow. I mean, speaking about, you know, this whole episode is supposed to be about communication. Think about. <laughs> Think about our kiddos who don't get to communicate with their friends on a day. My son is struggling with not being able to have playdates and hang out with kids. I mean, he... And now, today, we told him we're not hanging out with our family for Easter. He was beside himself. And I felt awful. I mean, my heart's breaking. I miss my parents. I miss my siblings. So my heart's breaking. And so I'm trying to be empathetic. And I'm going to try to make the best I can out of Easter for for my kids, but they miss their cousins. They just want to celebrate something. And there's that little tempting noise in your ear that says, ah, just do it, you know? But I can't. I just can't take that risk. Both my parents have underlying health conditions. And even if it wasn't me or my children, how do I know? Like, I would never. (laughs) I would take the blame no matter what. So it's just not worth it. And so I try to explain to them that the sacrifice is worth it, but they miss human interaction. They miss communicating so much um and so do so do i so do i i think we're gonna come out of this with kids who like jokingly you know they don't look up in the hallway when you say hello those kids are gonna be like ding did you say hello to me hi but only for like a short period of time and it will recalibrate so just like now yeah yeah 
and that's okay too now it's settling down that's okay too if we can come out of this with one or two things that we do better that's better than we were you know that's all you can hope for is to be better off than you were and hope we can start the school year at school at school communicating effectively and so during these times where we're stuck to electronic means of communication i think we have to be patient with one another i think we have to hold off on our assumptions i think we have to hold off on our judgment as hard as it is because there's a lot control the story you're creating yeah control the story you're creating a positive flip you know and there's a lot of communication that you're missing out on not sitting in a room with someone and really having that quality time to ask the right questions to have that quality feedback and to have the quality interactions. So we have to keep our humanity through this. And when at all possible, you know, make a phone call. I I will say I am making more phone calls now than I've ever made before as opposed to text because I don't know what it is. I am calling instead of texting. I don't know if it's because I have more time, so I'm like not as rushed, but I am making more phone calls. Maybe more time, but it's also that a different type of connection, you know, it's not as written word, quote, you know, noise like you had said. I'm seeking it. That's that's great. Well, it's survival. I don't I don't know that I'm doing anything yeah. better. But. but it's still a good effort. So well, next yeah. Next week, uh, we're gonna go into what this pandemic has done to define the word essential. Be thinking about that. Everyone's talking about essential, and by the way, it's not toilet paper and Clorox wipes. In education is going to be something a little different. By the by, we said we were going to come back to this. I read an article today that said Clorox wipes will not be back on the shelves till summer. Is the earliest you can expect them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Till summer because they're making them like as quick as they can. That's not the problem. They also don't want to overproduce and then this pandemic goes away or softens. And then they're stuck with a huge inventory. So just so you know, folks, you're not going to be able to get Clorox wipes until uh, June or July. And then they'll probably be scarfed up again. And And then we'll start again and we'll do it again. And then, yeah, oh yeah. So next week we're going to talk about the definition of essential and how it's a change. And we're going to meet with a middle school teacher. She's going to tell us a little bit about her journey. Super excited to hear from her because she is by far one of the best educators I've ever met in my life. So super excited to hear from her. But until then, I'm going to say cheers this time. We have no clink. Cheers! I don't know how to make a clink. I'll have to find a sound effect for a clink. Um, <laughs> that is fancy. fancy cheers. Stuff. And enjoy your, your weekend. Have If you do celebrate Easter, to those who are listening, have a happy Easter, even if you're quarantined with your family. Um, yeah, make the best out of it. Make the best of it. And we're thinking of you. Be well. And we'll see you next week. All right. All right. Talk to you cheers. Later.